management is essential for everyone, but understanding how our unique personality traits impact our approach to time can unlock a world of productivity and success. So let's discover how to harness our personality to master time management with my guest, Kylie Ota, who is leading entrepreneurs to achieve remarkable five-figure launches with her expertise in project management, team leadership, and discerning of spirit. Today's episode, we will talk about the powerful technique that can help you find the time to manage your finance and engage in income-producing activity. And that is time audit. But before we dive in, I want to remind you that financial success is not only about money, but it's also about stewarding and aligning our activity with our faith. So let's explore how a time audit can revolutionize your financial journey and ultimately lead to greater income and peace of mind. So let's dive in. Hi, I'm Reina, Christian Money Mindset and Fun Money Habit Coach, and welcome to the Fun Money Habit Podcast. You will not be able to steward money wisely, earn without fear, and go to the next level financially if you believe that money is evil and being wealthy is bad. Let's talk about money from a biblical perspective and learn what the Bible says about it so you can reach your personal finance goal while keeping your heart on Jesus. If you are a Christian female entrepreneur who wants to seek God's first, earn more without fear, leave that tree, build up your savings and make an impact, you are in the right place. It's time to uncover the limiting belief and the self-sabotaging habit that are keeping you stuck financially and let God heal your relationship with money. So grab your Bible, a pen and paper and let's do this. To start our journey toward effective time management is essential to understand our personality, right? So each one of us has a unique trait and tendency that influence how we approach tasks and manage our time. But before we dive in, let me introduce my amazing guest, Kylie Ota, certified life coach and business strategist specializing in burnout recovery for high-achieving female entrepreneurs. Hi, Kylie. How are you? Thank you for having me today. And like, this is the thing that I love to talk about because sometimes when we're looking at time management, money management, there's not a one size fits all. God created us all differently, right? Yes, we are created in God's image, but God has different facets. And just like our children have different personalities, we have different personalities, right? Otherwise, the world would be super boring, right? Yes, absolutely. How would you say that our personality actually affect our time management? So in my world, I developed this quiz called the burnout archetype quiz and basically there are four different personality types there is a powerhouse archetype one who's more direct more driven so right there's different ways that she would manage her time and her money and then there's a popular archetype I like to think of her as like the social butterfly kind of like ADHD a little bit more freer with herself and her time and her money she's probably one of your clients that like oh my gosh to sit down and document my money 
do not want to do that at all. <laughs> and then you have the philanthropist, which is more like a heart-centered entrepreneur who really leads with a servant's heart. And then you have the perfectionist who they are probably better at their finances than any of the other archetypes yeah. because they, they like to check off the boxes. They like the detail. They love that, you know, line by line um, tracking of their money because they like to see where everything goes and they, they like to see everything oh, nice and neat in a box. So those are the different personality types that we're going to be talking about today. Just when you're looking at time and money, yeah. I like to think that they are pretty much the same. And how I'm thinking about time audit is the same way you would do a budget. So what you would do for a budget, right, you would look at everything coming in and out of your bank account. With the time audit, what you're doing is looking at everything coming in and out of your time account. Like you want to write down everything that you're doing. Right now I'm talking to maybe the perfectionist that probably has a planner that has like in those hourly lines, you know, and like, okay, what did I do at seven o'clock? Okay, I had breakfast. And they're good at the line by line tracking of their time. Yes. You know, so it's the same way. That's how I approach my clients with time audit. But there are different ways that the different archetypes can track their time. Because like I said, the popular archetype, they're like, I don't know what I'm doing with my time. They kind of really go with the flow with their time. Probably the same thing with their money. They're probably like, oh, at the end of the month, like, oh. Do I have enough to pay all my bills at the end of the month? I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, we got paid today. Yeah, I got money to spend. <laughs> I just want to recap. If it's the first time that we heard those archetypes, you say you have powerhouse, you have perfectionist, you have philanthropist, the popular. And so they all have a totally different um, personality trait. So would you be able to give us like an example for each on how could we actually do an audit without feeling like this is not something for me. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Right. If I gave my perfectionist a homework assignment to track their time, they're like, great. I want to see where I can be more efficient. So I'm tracking my time and marking it down and seeing, okay, what am I actually doing every hour of the day? Perfect. All right. And then you have on the opposite side of the spectrum, the popular archetype. That's probably like the kiss of death for her. Like, what? I'm going to have to trap my time. But for those people, what I will have them do is kind of do it ahead of time. I have them look at what I call mortgage time. It's not actually my term. I learned it from one of my other coaches. But same thing where you have bills coming in and out of your account every month. You kind of know what you already have coming out of your account to pay for your bills. I would have them go look at last week you know, Google Calendar or whatever was scheduled and say, okay, what did you do last week? And so we can kind of sit together and have them do it in hindsight. Okay, what do you typically do on a Wednesday? What do you typically do on a Tuesday? Because they don't really like to be reined in. So having them kind of, oh yeah, well on Wednesdays and for them to vocalize and verbalize what they do instead of having to write it down, that's more their track. They love the interaction. So doing that with them on a call is probably the easiest. For the, um, the other two, you have the philanthropist. Yeah. They're okay doing a time audit the traditional way, but for them, what they will see is a lot of their time is undocumented to begin with because they spend a lot of time with people yeah. that they actually don't count. So it's kind of like you, they feel like they have disposable time, like we, yeah. they have disposable income. <laughs> like, oh, well, if I'm helping, you know, Sally move from her apartment, it's not an actual appointment. 
So then it doesn't count. Mm -hmm. So they kind of leave those things out. So I kind of have them look at, okay, well, and make them do a line by line audit, specifically looking at time they spend with other people and making sure they count that because it's not disposable time. And a lot of times these people feel like they get to the end of their day and they're like, what did I do today? Like I didn't get anything done because they spent all their time with people that they didn't document as an actual meeting like because it wasn't an actual bill, right? I love what you're saying because I can see that with some of my clients who are very giving. So for them, yes. they're just like, oh no, it's okay that I've spent all that money because it was all about giving. Even though giving is a great thing and we should be over giving, if it's causing you to be into debt because you're spending more than you earn, that's not being a good steward either. So- there right. is a way to look at your spending and also use your personality trait to make sure that you are a good steward and that you're living within your means and doing the best with what you have. And definitely thinking that, oh, because it was giving, it doesn't count as an expense. It's not true. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right? Yeah. So the powerhouse, they're also pretty good at like tracking a line by line as well. But for them, they're always trying to get more time oh. back. And for this archetype, their leverage comes from time versus money. They are probably the people who want to have the highest efficiency with their time. Okay. And they probably stack back to back to back to back their appointments. Those are the ones that are most most likely to burn out because they're like, well, I want to get the most out of my day, the most out of my time. So they are probably stacking a phone appointment on the way home from the gym. Mm -hmm. They're always double stacking their time. You know, our brains need free space to think. Yeah and process and whatever the powerhouse they love to stack their appointments because they're trying to really maximize the amount of time that they have because more is more for the powerhouse more is more <laughs> and like maybe even for the money side like with investments they're always trying to okay what can i do with this income should i put it in real estate should i do an investment they're always trying to maximize their roi on anything that they're doing whether it's with their money or whether it's with their time so for them it's a little harder for them to audit because it's not a line by line thing mm. they're they they do a lot of double stacking oh wow like, oh, I'm doing dishes and I'm watching a course in Kajabi. A lot of multitasking oh, happening for the powerhouse. Okay. Yeah. And they, at the end of the day, they still feel like they didn't get anything done because they want more. They're like, well, I had a hundred point checklist that I wanted to get through. I only got 50 done. So they're, they're a lot harder on themselves when it comes to how they spend their time. So each one kind of at the end of the day, if we're talking about burnout, yes. And I'll just speak for women in general. We most of the time feel like we did a lot, but we didn't get it all done. Yeah. I'm raising my hand. Mm -hmm. And so just each one deals with the fallout of that differently, like how they internalize it, how they make it mean. It Each archetype kind of feels differently about them. Yeah. yeah. And this is so true. Like we want to accomplish so much in a day that at the end of the day, I will often hear my clients say it. I don't like using that word, but I'm just repeating what some of them say. I failed because I didn't manage to do all of those things. But I'm like, uh, this is a reframe we need to do on your mindset. What have you accomplished? Not what you haven't been able to do. And then when we look at that, she's like, oh, that's a lot of win. And I say, yes, there is a lot of win in the day, but you're only focusing on what you haven't done. 
So there's a reframe that we need to do here. Yes, I think it's the same way for for time. You know, when we're looking at each archetype, what I want to talk about next is like, how can they actually reframe how they're looking at time? Because we talked about like, okay, the negative side of what they're doing with their time. But I want to take that and flip it and talk about their Achilles heel for each archetype and say, okay, based on your personality type, this is probably how you can like do better. Yeah. Yeah, so the tendency for some of the the powerhouse is they try to control everything. So some of that is just letting go, just letting things fall where they may. And for the powerhouses listening, you're like, what do you mean fall where they may? Like, I need to monopolize and make sure I'm using each and every second because they feel like they're wasting. Mm. But when they're not free and open and expressive, because that's the opposite side of the spectrum for them, being open, being vulnerable putting free space on their calendar to rest and to breathe because even when they are doing like recreational activities it's probably going to the gym it's very strategic and on target for those but especially with entrepreneurs we need free space our brains need to breathe you know so just having her sit down and allowing herself free space it feels counterproductive to the powerhouse, but this is how they're going to get the most bang for their buck because they're going to feel recharged. They're going to think of things that they probably haven't had. They're going to have innovative thoughts that are going to get them through to their next project. They're like, And they're going to feel so expansive, less crunched and compacted that is really going to change things for them in their time. Yeah. And then the popular, you know, they're highly susceptible to shiny object syndrome. Oh, and they love partying. They love people. So they'll probably get distracted by social media. Oh, someone sent me a text message. Oh, let me respond. Oh, they want to go have a party next week. Oh, and a lot of their time is is spent like, kind of being like this social butterfly, yes. which is different from the philanthropist who's more of a supporter. Mm energy than being like the life of the party energy so they both have a similar a time achilles here where they're spending a lot of time with people but it's for different reasons so like she's more the party girl and a way that she can kind of get back more of her time is to set better boundaries with the people that she wants to hang out with maybe kind of do like a time blocking because this girl she will go from i live in la right she'll probably go from hollywood to orange county not realizing that it's like a two-hour drive but like oh i want to be where everybody's at so really looking and kind of time blocking for her is probably the biggest asset for her like the biggest change that she can make okay i want to spend time and do all these things with all of these people but how can I chunk it or maybe even invite your church group to the gym and so you guys have a workout together so you're actually going to be multitasking Mm. like what the powerhouse is doing she's going to do more multitasking but in the form of like chunking and blocking her time so that she she's doing more of the things together in like maybe the same location okay everything today will be in Orange County and she'll move her appointment so that she's not driving all over the creation, trying to spend time with different people. Mm-hmm. And so similar to that, like the philanthropist, she spends a lot of her time with people, but she's more of a supporting energy. And these people tend to, they are the people that you call because you know that they're going to be there, right? They got your back. So she's going to be the one that people call and say, I need you right now. Can you talk? Can you help me? These are the people that will be called upon. Mm -hmm. So like these people also learn how to set 
better boundaries and be okay. Like, yes, I normally am the go-to person for this. And they're out of all of the archetypes, they put themselves last. Mm -hmm. They want to support, like you said, they want to give, give, give. But that's also because that's where they get their, you know, their self-esteem from. Like, if I give more, then, you know, like, this is how I prove my worth, I prove my value. So a lot of like that reframing that they have to do is okay. I am still worth something if I don't drop everything I'm doing right now and help her because she has a flat tire. Like, yes, it's sad that you have a flat tire. Like, hey, maybe I can loan you my AAA membership or something. Maybe I can call a tow truck for you. But I am not going to drop everything that I'm doing right now to come down the freeway and pick you up because you have a flat tire. No, there are other ways that I can still be supportive and get my time back. Mm. You know, there's there's other ways that they can feel supportive instead of like, always having to loan out their time their money their energy so that they they get their self-worth you know what I mean and then the last but not least right the perfectionist they spend a lot of time in analysis paralysis so a project for perfectionist that might take the popular archetype 20 minutes because she's like oh wham bam I, I got the check I got the gold star right I did it okay and like she's like a in and out like I don't have time for this powerhouse is the same way but for perfectionist she's like oh okay I did it but let me go check it and make sure I did it correctly and then only oh, like, maybe I'll get Reina to kind of look it over and make sure I did it correctly because a lot of their validation comes from externally mm-hmm. like I am okay if other people think I'm okay and that's why they won't always ask for help either so as far as the time management they have a hard time delegating like the powerhouse like she loves delegating She'd be like, okay, I have all these things that I need to do. Who can I hire to help post on social media? Because I hate doing that stuff. I know it's necessary for my business, but I don't want to do it. How can I get someone to do it for me? And like, she's okay with trying to find like an ROI, like maybe a cheaper alternative to like hiring someone to do it for her. But the perfectionist has a hard time letting go and outsourcing and delegating. So a lot of the things that she's doing in her business it's all on her plate. She has a hard time releasing those activities to someone else because as a perfectionist, I'll do better. You know, I know what I want, so I'll just do it. And she has a hard time also putting her perfectionism on other people because if she delegates and she has a, you know, a servant heart as well, right? She's like, well, I don't want to burden my virtual assistant too much. So let me do a lot of the legwork up front, even though she is outsourcing. She'd be like, let me get everything ducks in a row. So all you probably have to do is copy and paste. So a lot of time it's like, oh, okay, honey, you really need to let go. And you have to trust that the people who are doing it will be okay. And then like some of my perfectionist clients, I will have them just slowly start delegating and having them train their people as well. Because I I teach them like the better you train your people, the better the output will be. The powerhouse has a hard time training people. They, They don't have the patience to train. They'll just delegate and like whatever, deal with it later. But the perfectionist, like how she can start outsourcing and getting her time back is slowly kind of letting 
letting go of the rope and just step by step as they're satisfied they can start releasing some of the things on their plate to get more of their time back from what you were saying doing that time audit will help us identify the time wasters and then reprioritize so that we can be more effective and doing it in a way that actually works with our personality which was a beautiful thing and that's what i love to talk about when it comes to finance because like you say at the very beginning there's no one size fits all when it comes to finance too there's different way to approach managing money, to track managing money, to look at creating your spending plan. You you know, you have the zero-based budget, the 30, 50, 20 budget method. There's the envelope system. There's so many different ways. And depending on your personality, we can choose which one will work best for you. And yes. I guess the next step when we understand all of this, when it comes to money, we need to create a spending plan on purpose. But for you, you're talking about creating a purposeful schedule, isn't it? Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, like you said, each personality type has a different way of managing their finances. Because I would say the perfectionist is probably the best at the zero-based budget, yes, right? Because they want all the line and they want to see everything the best way possible. Right. And I would say the envelope system is probably the best for the popular archetype because at the beginning of the month, they can put the money inside of these envelopes. And when they get to it, it's like a hard stop. Like, oh, I'm out of money. They need that external hard stop because if you just put everything on one account, they're just going to spend, 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 spend. And like, oh, I don't have enough for my rent because I didn't have my envelope. Yes, I'm teaching them a way that is a digital envelope because some people don't like to have to do that with cash, but we can still do it also on paper and having just an envelope for what we call the money leak. Yeah. So that is specifically for her when she knows that she will go to LA for a party. <laughs> So we have that money specially for that, but everything else, you don't have to worry listening to that um, podcast episode that, oh no, I'm going to have to use cash all the time. No, it's not what we're saying, but putting things into the right bucket or into the right account will yeah. help you see how much you have left to do fun things yeah. according to your value and your personality as well. So yeah. do you recommend creating time blocking in your calendar. I know that I'm very visual. I like colors so I can see when I spend time with the Lord, when I spend time managing my money, when I spend time with family. What would be a way for you that you seeing work best? So I prefer that as well. Like I have the Google calendar and I color coordinate, you know, how I'm spending my time. Blue on my calendar is for personal time, like my gym, my, you know, personal care. Then I also have travel time that's budgeted. That's like gray because it's, it's for me, it's dead time. You know, the for me, all of the appointments would be like bills are red. Like anything that I have to show up for, those are all red. And so they stand out to mm -hmm. me and I'm like, okay, I need to show up for these things. And it's kind of like money where, right, you have the bills that need to be paid, right? These appointments need to be paid with time, mm -hmm. you know, but like the personal care, they're kind of like discretionary where I can do it in the morning or I can do it in the evening, but I prefer or like my energy is better at this time to do these things. So therefore, they're kind of penciled in in a different color on my calendar because then I can move them around so that that's kind of how I I approach it yeah. and I want to point something that you just mentioned which is super important and I was telling my clients about is your energy when you do a time audit make sure you also look at how you felt because sometimes maybe the time you chosen was a good time but because something happened just before it totally ruined your energy so yes. it didn't work at that time because of the state of mind you were in 
Right. So it's important for you to look at the task, but also the energy level yes. and what was the mindset yeah. in that time as well. Because we can create the really good schedule for you so that you can be consistent with your tracking by using the right time of the day to do that. And yeah. by also being flexible, if I don't follow through, because I know life happens. So we need that flexibility as well to be, okay, if this don't happen on this day, this is plan B, but you already tell your brain what plan B will be. So it doesn't have to guess and there's no decision fatigue involved in that also. Yes. I'll tell you personally how I do my calendar. Yes. And I'm a powerhouse archetype with a splash of popular. Okay. okay? kind of ADHD. I am an extreme extrovert. So I will have my Google calendar pre-populated, right? That's what I call the mortgage time, what I intend to spend, Mm -hmm. right? And then when it's Sunday, I'll handwrite it in my paper calendar. For me, as a popular archetype, if it's not written down, like it doesn't exist. It's kind of like using the envelope system. Like I need to know that this is actually what I have every day. And this is my time and my energy are spent on these things. Right. So I know by the end of the day, I'm spent. And because I have issues with burnout, I need to know like how stacked my days are going to be. And sometimes I will, when I do it on a Sunday and I map everything out, I'm like, oh my gosh, Wednesday and Thursday are super overloaded. So maybe I'll rearrange some, some negotiables and put them on a different day that has a little bit more white space so that my week is even with the time, money and energy spends. So that's how I do This is beautiful. And I do the same. My husband bought me this, those black board. And so on Sunday, I was writing down like what my time will be. Because like you, it's on my calendar, but I need to physically see it. And then this board is for the to-do list of the day. You know, it's like, okay, I know my priorities. So I like to write things down. So I like the digital part of it. But then I want to be intentional in remembering what is my priority today. And I often share that with the Lord in the morning, like, is it me making it my own agenda or do you, do you have something else I need to add to the, to the list? God work in mysterious way, but always for our good. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's the cool part, right? If we have a Google calendar, just, just drag it to the afternoon. It's cool. Or whatever you had that's, you know, negotiable, just move it to tomorrow because the Lord opened this door up for you today. And you're like, oh, I guess I'm going to do it tomorrow or Friday or wherever there's a white space, right? And like the word white space, I think we need white space so that you have time for your mind to just relax. And this is where you will have so much more new ideas because you have time to just be still for a minute. So to recap what we were just saying, we first need to do that time audit because it will help you see where you you spend time on things that are actually important to you and when we you waste time. And doing that time audit, definitely looking at the different archetypes so you can do it in a way that is enjoyable to you. And I will add your freebie that people can take the quiz so that they can understand which archetype they are. And being able to relate to the podcast better. And then you need to start prioritizing what you actually want to do. And please make sure that you put looking after your finance in that too. And also taking care of income producing activities. So your business can still grow alongside with you. 
And then from there, you just choose the method for the calendar that will work best for you. If it's pen and paper, if it's um, digital, or it's a mix of the two, like Kelly and I, which we like having both. And then always make sure that as Christian entrepreneurs, we want God to be leading the way. So we can easily do things on our own strengths, but we need to remember we can accomplish so much more when he leads and when he tells us what we need to do. Oh, amen. So thank you so so much for being here today. Any last word you would like to share with the audience on time audit? Yeah, just to reiterate, just do what works for you, what feels good for you. And, you know, God asks us to be good stewards of our time and our money. And, you know, sometimes we are overgiving or we're too controlling, whatever is our, like our Achilles heel, yes. you know, but there are ways that we can manage those things. Mm -hmm. And actually spin them to a positive. So, you know, if you ever grew up with someone that says, ah, oh, why do you procrastinate so much? Which is probably my popular archetype, you know, like they avoiding it or whatever because they like pleasure. Now that you understand your archetype, you can actually take that negative and turn it into a positive. It's not that you were wrong on how you manage your time. It's just you just do it differently. You're not wrong for not doing zero-based budgeting or not doing envelopes. Mm -hmm. It's just how you prefer to do it and what makes it fun for you. If it's fun, then it will get done. Yes. That's the bottom line. Make it fun and it will get done. That's right. And you are listening to the Fun Money Habit podcast. So this is where we make everything fun regarding money because I know it's a difficult topic. And so by making it fun, you will make it happen. So for now, thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, Please let me know by leaving a review and don't forget to share the podcast so others can find it too. If you're ready to steward your money wisely and shift your money mindset, jump on a free call so you can get some clarity on what you should be doing next to reach your money goal, become financially confident and honor God. I cannot wait to talk to you. It's time to create fun money habits, let go of your money blocks and let God heal your relationship with money. But remember, true wealth is found in Christ alone. Have a blessed day.